0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor Well, thank you, and welcome to the show As often happens, we're tight for time So, let's get right to our first show It's Baby Snooks, with special guest Eddie (laughs) Catter.
1: Sanka is the coffee that lets you sleep. But now, wake up! It's time for the Baby Snooks Show!
2: Sank coffee lets you sleep, lets you sleep, lets you sleep. Sank coffee lets you sleep, so drink.
1: Sanka! Yes, it's the Baby Snooks Show, which will star Fanny as Baby Snooks with Hanley Stafford as special guest of the day, Eddie Cantor. And brought to you by Sanka Coffee, the coffee that's 100% flavor-rich, so you'll always enjoy it, and 90% caffeine-free, so it will never interfere with sleep. It is late afternoon in the Higgins household in Sycamore Terrace, and baby Snooks has not come home from school. Daddy and Mommy are frantic with worry. Daddy has been making a tour of the town in search of Snooks, and he's just now coming in the house.
2: Is that you, Lancelot? Yes, dear.
3: Did Snooks come home? No.
2: Didn't you find her anywhere?
3: Not a trace. I went to the park, the drugstore, the movie theater. What
2: was playing?
3: Yeah. What's that got to do with it? It was called Flaming Passion Snooks wouldn't be interested in seeing that
2: Oh, no No, of course not She's already seen it four times Well, I don't know
3: where
4: else to look for her
2: Did you try the bakery shop? Bakery shop? Yes Mr. Schultz tells me she often goes in there and feels the coffee cake
3: I should have thought of that
2: Take your feet off that chair Oh, yes, dear Say,
3: do you think she could be at the public library?
2: No, no, I doubt it. Isn't her library card in
3: that big book there? Oh, yes. My, what did she take this book out for? A critical analysis of pre-Renaissance Gothic architecture. (laughs) Now, what did she take out a big book like that for?
2: It makes more
3: spitballs. (laughs) Oh, what's the matter with that kid? Mm. Well,
2: remember, you're her father. Watch your ashes, Oh, oh, yes, dear.
3: Doesn't she know that's public property? I'll well, just wait till she comes home. Oh, I wish she would come home. Well, don't you worry, dear. She'll show up. I have Uncle Louis and Aunt Sophie out hunting for her. This isn't the first time she's been late, but not this late.
2: An ice cream for dinner, and she hasn't done anything naughty.
3: Nothing that we know of.) <laughs>
2: Maybe that's Nook's.
3: It's Uncle Louie. Don't slam the door. Remember the
2: picture. Hang the picture up again, Lancelot.
3: Yes, dear. A cardboard house.
2: Any news, Uncle Louie?
3: Oh, not a thing. My bookie skipped town. (laughs) Oh, we don't care about the races, huh? Didn't you go to the police station? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that I did. I didn't think you knew. Oh, please,
5: <laughs> Dr. Louis. Please tell us what happened.
3: Oh, it was nothing. I pleaded guilty and they let me off of a small fine. <laughs> small uh, fine? Yeah. I sent you to the police station to find out about Snokes. well, so you did. But how do you like that? The low-down sheets took my check without batting an eye. I'll sue him. That check turns out to be (laughs) good. Oh, a lot of help you've been. What about Snooks? A great little girl. Great. Louie, try to be sensible. Don't you realize Snooks is gone? How did you ever arrange it? (laughs) maybe something terrible has happened. Can't you think where she might be? Uh, Let me see. I have it. I have it. I'll go look in the pool parlor at the corner. Oh, don't be ridiculous. What would she be doing at the pool parlor? Well, you know, Snooks. Maybe she's behind the eight ball again.
5: not Out the down see. Uh, Goodbye, folks. Louie, don't sign. Don't
2: oh. Hang the picture up again, Lancelot. Yes, dear. Well? Answer the phone, Lancelot. Oh, yes, dear. <coughs> Hello? Hello, dear boy. (laughs)
3: It's Aunt Sophie. Uh, did you find out anything, Aunt Sophie?
2: Uh, About Snooks? No. The most unfortunate thing happened. I fainted.
3: Uh Uh-huh. In front of whose mansion?
2: Uh, The Van Pisters. And you'll never guess what.
3: They just happened to be having a big, swanky party.
2: Well, however, did you know?
3: Well, last week you sprained your ankle and they had to carry you into the Kensington's tea dance, Aunt. The week before, you had a sunstroke. Now, never mind.
2: they just happen to be unfortunate accidents.
3: Why don't you forget your phony social aspirations? After all, we both know you used to be a waitress in a hash house.
2: Why, Lancelot! That is merely a figment of your imagination.
3: All right, forget about it, Aunt Sophie. Just bring me some hotcakes.
2: One stack of coming up!
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lancelot for shame. How can you resort to such slow down trickery? A fine way to treat a weekend guest. I did you two jewels.
3: (laughs) Weekend guests. Since when is it three years from Friday to Monday?
2: Lancelot.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, dear. It's just that I'm so upset about Snooks. Well, I'm going to do something practical right now. I'm going over to the radio station. Eddie Cantor's doing a program. Maybe he'll broadcast an appeal about Snooks. Okay, Mr. Cander, we're ready for your number
5: All right, all right, thank you, so
6: <laughs> Now,
5: remember, Union, I go back on the air with my program September the 26th It's only ten days away Now, let's run over I'm going to love that gal Make it good, huh? <laughs> I'm going to love that gal like she's never been loved before. I'm going to show that gal she's a baby that I adore. When she's in my arms again, our dreams will all come true. And the years between might never have been. We'll start our lives anew. I'm going to kiss that gal like she's never been kissed before. I know oh, I miss that gal, she's the baby I'm waiting for. We'll never part again, she'll hold my heart again forever and evermore. I'm gonna love that gal like she's never been loved before. Sister, I can hardly wait. Feel my heart palpitate, we'll never part again, she'll hold my heart again, forever and evermore. I'm gonna love that gal, I'm gonna kiss that gal, I'm gonna love that gal like she's never been loved before.
3: see, that's good, boy. That's fine. Oh, uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. I'm Lancelot Higgins. Do you run this studio? Run the studio? If I ran it, do you think I'd let myself get away with the things I get away with? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Eddie Canter. Oh. Well, uh, Mr. Canter, I came here for help. Well, I get pleasure out of helping people. What, uh, what is your trouble? My little daughter is lost. I see. Would you like to borrow one of mine? <laughs> Oh no. No. Take your choice. There's Marilyn and Marjorie, there's Janet, is, there's Edna. I can go on like this for days, you know. I just want my own dear little snooks. I'm terribly sorry, Mr. Higgins. And only child, no doubt. I have three others. How many children have you? I don't know. When I left home this morning, Ida wasn't. Huh? So... Uh...
6: <laughs>
5: Mr. Higgins, I've been
3: in the maternity ward so often they saved me aspirin with my monogram on it. <laughs> So, you see, I'm in a position to give you some advice. Oh, thank you. You say you have four little girls, huh? No, two of them are boys. Boys. In that case, you can give me some advice.
6: <laughs> Please, Mr. Captain. <laughs>
3: I thought if only we could make some sort of radio appeal, we might find Snooks immediately. Well, I'll speak to my announcer, Harry Von Zell. Maybe he could slip in the announcement with his commercial, huh? Oh, well, swell. I don't know how to thank him. No need. Glad to do it. Now, let me take some notes on her appearance. What does your little girl look like? Uh, well, did you see Meet Me in St. Louis? Oh, yes. You mean she looks like Margaret O'Brien? No, Marjorie May. (laughs) And now she's lost? Yes. Let me be the first to congratulate you. Oh, but you don't understand. I want to find her. Well, everybody's to a stage, but I warn you, the older they get, the harder they are to lose. (laughs) That's what George Jessel told me. I'll tell you what
5: I want to (laughs) do.
6: Anyhow...
3: I'm pretty good at this sort of thing. When did you first notice that she was missing? Well, not for quite a while. I was busy in my laboratory working on a new invention. A fuel substitute. Really? Yes. It's a powdery substance. You simply drop it in water and use it for gas. What's it called? Salopatica?
5: Seriously, why don't you take me home with
3: you? Perhaps I can track her down for you. Oh, no, I wouldn't ask you. Let's be on our way. I want to meet your family. Well, you asked for it.
1: Dragon and his orchestra, with June is busting out all over...
3: Snooks? Well, I've got someone here who might help us. Dear, I'd like you to meet Eddie Cantor.
2: How do you do? Are you one of Snook's little friends?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Madam, don't let my young appearance fool you. I'm old
3: enough to be Snook's brother. <laughs> Older brother. Oldest. Oh, ooh, ah. <laughs> Mummy, this is Eddie Cantor. Who? Oh, you know him. If you knew Susie, and I know Susie. Oh,
2: oh, oh, what a gal. Lancelot. Lancelot, how can you act so stupid at a time like this?
5: Stupid? I've made a good living. Seriously, Mrs. Higgins. Mrs. Higgins, I came here to be of assistance. I want to do anything I can to help you find Snoop. Oh, I've been racking my brain. I noticed a funny sound here. Go ahead. You
2: know, you know, Just before you came in, I almost established contact with her. What's that? Oh, don't
3: mind her, Eddie. She thinks she's psychic. Well, don't scoff. It's perfectly possible. All women have a sort of a sixth sense. They do? Did you ever try to sneak in at 3 a.m. after a poker game? (laughs) I see what you mean. Sure, they're all equipped with radar.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: I'm
3: just kidding, Mrs. Higgins. You stay here and try to contact Snooks. Mr. Higgins... Would you show me the place where she was last seen? All right, it was up in the twins' nursery. Come on, let's go. Nice, uh, nice little house you've got here. Well, it wasn't this nice when we bought it. No? We've made changes in a lot of the rooms. Here's the baby's nursery. Baby's nursery? I bet you've made a lot of changes in here, too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, uh... I'd like to
3: have a nickel for everyone I folded and pinned on those two babies. Me too, me too. I was as fast as lightning in my day of oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're probably pretty, pretty rusty now. Oh, I don't know. One doesn't lose a touch. Wouldn't be a bit surprised if I could beat you right now. Bet you $10. You're on. You take one of the twins and I'll take the other. Yeah. Here's yours. Yeah. Oh, sure. Mine would cry. Sure, sure. <laughs> this was a better idea than we thought. Ready? Ready. All clear for action? All clear. Material unfolded? Material unfolded. Pin free and clear? Pin free and clear. Go. Roger. Once over. over, twice over. over. Up we, we go, under we, we go. Under we we go. We left, side. left
6: side, right side. Hey, no pain. <laughs> no matter what I do,
3: you can't do that. You forgot the powder. Well, I always use the powder afterwards. <laughs> After you've died for them, how? How?
5: I leave an opening. That's how. Right. <laughs>
6: Quiet.
3: Quiet. Here comes Aunt Sophie.
2: What's going on here?
3: Oh, we put daddies on the baby. Uh, oh. Babies on the daddies, uh,
2: <laughs> Daddies on the If <laughs> He <laughs> said
3: bobby, I would have killed him.
6: Well, <laughs> you both have a...
2: <laughs> oh. okay. When you both have a poor sense of direction, look how high up you've got them. You've gagged the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we felt we could use a gag here. (laughs) A comedian!
3: Oh, he certainly is. This is Eddie Cantor.
2: What, the Eddie Cantor? Uh Yes. Oh, Mr. Canner! Why, I remember the first time I saw you. What a memory. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why, you had been a star for years. Years? Take it easy. Take it easy now. Well, yes, I got in for half price. Yeah,
5: why? Were you in the service? Uh, I didn't know they had wax in the Civil War.
2: Why, Mr. Canner? I take back all the nice things I said about you. I bid you Avon Dupuy. Dupuy on you too, (laughs) fool.
3: Well, Mr. Hatter, it's getting later and still no sign of Snows. Now, you say you last saw the child here in the nursery? Oh, no. I didn't see her. No? The cook, Sunshine, was the last to see her. Well, let me speak to her. Well, I'll ask her if she'll see you. You'll ask her? Tell her. Tell her I want to speak to her. Evidently you don't have help at your house Of course not uh, Not with six
5: women in the house I simply bought each of them a carpet sweep And I stand in the middle of the room And direct traffic
4: <laughs> Well now look
3: Why don't you tell me what you want to ask the cook And I'll ask her while I'm doing the dishes tonight uh, Don't tell me she makes you wash the dishes Oh, only takes minutes Yeah, but why do you have to do it? Why not your wife? who'd sit with the cook's child? <laughs> of, course, of course. I never thought of that. It's really not so bad. She gets every Thursday night off. Who, the cook? No, my wife.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Why
3: do you let her get away with so much? Well, cooks are hard to guess. Besides, she can lick me. Yeah. Well, I'll be able to handle her. Come on, Higgins. To the kitchen. I'll see Sunshine. this the kitchen
5: right here? hmm Sunshine? I'd like a word with you. Yeah? That's the word, come
3: on Wait a minute, wait a minute Sunshine, don't you know who this is? He's a famous radio comedian Oh, come right in, Mr. Hope (laughs) No, this is Eddie Cantor
2: Eddie Cantor, well, come right in
3: Oh, you like me, huh?
2: No, I
5: just want to see how it feels to have ham in the kitchen again.
3: (laughs) That's all. Let's get out of here, Higgins. Wait, you said you were going to tell her off. Don't be silly, Higgins. Why should I talk harshly to her? She might be somebody's father.
6: (laughs) Come on.
1: We'll resume our search for baby Snooks in a few moments. But now, we'd like to have you meet our young singing star of Paramount Pictures, Bob Graham, singing How Deep is the Ocean. And
4: if I ever lost you, how much would I cry? I tell you what is in my
6: heart,
4: how can I measure each and every part, how can I tell you how much I love you. measure just how much I do. How much do I love you? I'll tell you no lies. How deep is the ocean? How high how many times a day do I think of you? How many roses must I sprinkle with you? How far would I travel to be? The journey from here to a star. And if I ever lost, how much would I cry? How deep is the
3: Just thought... Yeah. Well, uh, a a little refreshment for our guests. You mean that so-called radio comedian? No. Now, now. Look, I'll fix it. Let's see now. Where would the coffee be? Not in the oven. Oh, no. (laughs) Of course not. Uh, uh, Ah. Well, here we are. Uh, uh, Ah. Well, here we are. Sanky coffee.
0: Mmm.
1: What a coffee, Higgins. What? Why, Sanka's the coffee that lets everybody sleep. It's got the caffeine taken out, that's why. You see, it's the caffeine in coffee, not the coffee itself, that robs so many people of sleep.
3: How did you get in here again, Wilcox?
1: Oh, I was just passing by the kitchen window when I heard you say Sanka coffee. And at once I said to myself, Wilcox, if you're half the man I think you are, you'll go right in there and see if Mr. Higgins has had any news about snooks. So here I am. Huh. And I...
5: Wouldn't be the Sanka.
1: Say, did you ever taste a coffee that could compare with it in richness and freshness and body? Why, a man would be mad to pass up a cup of Sanka coffee. But uh, don't get me wrong. If I had to choose between Snooks and Sanka coffee... There isn't any news of Snooks, Wilcox. Oh, too bad. Well, I'll just finish up my coffee and go, then. I know you'd rather be alone at a time like this, Higgins. So long. (laughs) Now, back to our search for baby Snooks.
3: Well, we've gone through the house, Mr. Campbell. Are you sure you've told me everything Higgins? Everything I know. And I've spoken to everybody in your family? Everybody except Uncle Louie Groot. Well, where is uh, Here we are, back in the living Uncle Louie! Get out from under that sofa! Well, all right... But if you weren't such a cheapskate, I wouldn't have to search for your cigars like a sneak thief. <laughs> if you'd buy your own, I wouldn't have to hide them all the time. I choose to take that as an insult. I've got a good mind to pack up and leave. Oh, yes? Right after supper. Yep. <laughs> uh, who's your bug-eyed companion here?
2: Uh,
3: who's here? Bug-eyed? Uh, Louie, that's no way to talk to a guest in my house. This is Eddie Cantor. He's going to ask you a few questions. Yeah. I got an alibi, Mr. Robert standing on my own yeah, wait business Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait wait minute. minute. Walker.
5: It was a nice conversation we
3: had. <laughs> but I'm not a detective. I just want to ask you a few amateur questions. Oh, well, go ahead. I'll give you a few professional answers.
6: <laughs>
3: Being questioned is nothing new for Louis. Well, don't worry. He won't outsmart me. What's your name? Louis Groot. Where were you born? New Orleans. How old are you? 55. Are you a citizen? Yeah, are you? Yes. Age? 53. Born? New York. Name?
5: Eddie Camp. Who's asking who? Is <laughs> he?
3: I told you you wouldn't get anything out of him. Well, I'll be running along. Don't hesitate to call on me. Goodbye, Mr. Groot. Uh, so long, Bug Eye. Bug Eye. Don't slunk. Slap... <laughs> Such strange people. Yes, I wish I could lose him instead of Snooks. Oh, poor little Snooks. I'm terribly sorry I haven't been able to help you, Mr. Higgins. Of course, I will make an announcement on the radio, but I... I wish I could do something in the meantime. Oh, you couldn't do anything. Nothing can take the place of my little girl. Not even me? You? Well, I feel I've been listening to Snooks so often I could use just as Oh, really? That's impossible.
5: Why, Daddy? Oh, no! No, not
3: that! I want to be Snooks. How can you? You already can and Snooks is Snooks.
6: I want to be Snooks. This is
3: silly. You're not a child.
2: What am I?
3: What do you think you are?
2: An elephant.
3: You are not.
2: When I grow up, Daddy, can I be an elephant?
3: Why, of course not. Why should you want to be an elephant? So I can squirt water through my nose.
6: (laughs) Look,
3: let me tell you something.
2: All right. I'll sit on your lap. No. You want to sit on my lap, Dad?
3: Aren't you acting a little bit silly? Uh-huh.
2: Of course, it's way past my bedtime, Daddy.
3: Well, what do you want me to do about it?
2: Tuck me in my little bed and put me to sleep, Daddy.
3: Oh, sure. I carry you up to the nursery and tuck you in bed. Anything else else you want? Yes. What? Kiss me.
6: No, oh, you're yeah.
5: Daddy. What? I want to get out of bed. What for? You know. (laughs) I'm thirsty, Daddy. I'm thirsty.
3: Uh, Never mind. I'm not listening. You'll be sorry. I'm sorry enough now. Don't bother me. If I don't bother
5: you and go to sleep, can I? Go out and play with the girls tomorrow, Daddy?
3: Oh, what would you be doing playing with little girls? Who said anything about little girls? (laughs) That's the last straw. You uh, want to be Snooks, eh? Uh Uh-huh. And you want me to treat you just like I treat her? Yeah. Come here, dear. Here
2: I am, little Daddy. What do you want?
3: This. Ah! (laughs) I'm sorry, Mr. Canterbury. For a minute I forgot myself. You see, it did you some good. It helped you forget. And believe me, Mr. Higgins, I'll keep on trying to find your little girl. I'm gonna make that radio announcement tonight. What are you gonna say? Just this if anybody discovers the whereabouts of Snooks, please get in touch with her daddy, Lancelot Higgins, in Sycamore Terrace. Thank you, and good night.
5: The
1: first
7: program in the series introducing the new baby snooks
1: show, which will star Fanny Bryce's baby snooks with Hanley Stafford, his daddy, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and Bob Graham, vocalist. Stay tuned to this station for The Adventures of the Thin Man, which follows station identification. And be sure to listen next week at the same time for another Baby Snooks show.
0: Stay tuned for The Saint, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Vincent Price says The Saint and the episode Fighter's Contract.
7: Adventures of The Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charter and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor, Vincent Price, as The Saint.
8: Templer. Well, if it isn't Randy Patterson. Oh, Templar, am I ever glad to see you. Just what the psychiatrist ordered. Sit down, old boy. Take a load of... Uh, <laughs> join me in a bowl of pours. Oh, thanks, but yes, I... Yes, could... sirree, am I ever glad to see you. A sight for these bloodshot orbs. Yes, sirree. I realize
9: I'm a very charming fellow and all that, Randy, but even though me thinks this greeting is just a wee bit over-enthusiastic, uh, could it be we're leading up to a touch? Oh, Templar, old oh
8: boy, leave us not be mercenary.
9: There's nothing. I'd rather leave us not be. My heart
8: goes out to you, Simon, but not my hand. <laughs> Say, not bad. I'll use that sometimes.
9: You just did. No, I mean in one of my books. You did. Did I? Yes, in the case of the hangman's rope, Or there's bad news tonight.
8: Say, that's right. So I did. <laughs> what do you know? So, you read my books. I'm flattered.
9: I read that one.
8: Did you read my latest, uh, The Case of the Dead Man's Limp, or He Died with His Boots On and They Were Too Tight?
9: No, I missed that one. Not too
8: bad. Well, that's why I'm glad to see you. Because I didn't read your book? No. Because maybe you can save my life. I could be killed on account of that book. Just that one? Oh, Templar, old oh boy, you cut me to the quick. The case of the cut-up author or who hacked the hack. Oh, it's no joke, Templar. You've heard of Kid Waldo? The heavyweight? Yeah, I've heard of him. Well, when he was just a punk, Georgie Garnett signed him up to manage him. Lifetime contract. Now, the kid is in the higher brackets, and he's still tied to Garnett on terms he no like. Well, can't he afford a lawyer? He's got a lawyer, but Garnett swings a mean pen, no loopholes. The contract is ironclad. And
9: your heart bleeds for the kid, and you're afraid you'll bleed to death, I think. Not
8: exactly. You see, the kid figures an angle. Garnett has a wife. Oh, a lovely tomato, any way you look at her. And, brother, you look at her. You mean the kid looks at her? Precisely, and vice versa. You see, the kid is no bad piece of merchandise himself. Six foot four of solid muscle. And what about his face? Well, his face retains much of its original shape in spite of coming in contact with some of the fanciest leather in the business. Mm-hmm.
9: Soft music, two hearts in three-quarter time. I get the picture. Well, not all of it.
8: Don't forget, uh, Garnett, husband. Ah,
9: yes, triangle. Three hearts in two-quarter time. Right.
8: <laughs> and that's the kid's angle. Play up to the missus while she goes for it.
9: So he can use her to get better terms from Garnett, mm-hmm. huh?
8: Mm-hmm. Only the way I wrote it, the kid and the missus slipped the manager a dose of rot The way men. you wrote it... Well, that's what I'm talking about.
9: You wrote a book based on Kid Waldo shenanigans with Mrs. Garnett, added murder, and put it on the newsstand? I did, so help me. And I do mean help. I see. One of your real life characters has read the book. One and... of them, all of them.
8: Uh oh. Garnett wants to know are his wife and his fighter really giving them the business? And if so, how do I know? My wife wants to know, how do I know? And the kid wants to know, how do I know?
9: Well, how do you know? Templar, please.
8: A writer protects his sources.
9: He'd better start protecting himself. Well, oh. that's where you come in. Uh, how big did you say the kid is? Six-four That's where I go out Oh, now, wait a minute I don't want any part of it, Randy You deserve what you're getting You should have known better than to use a real situation Well, I didn't use
8: their real names You think I'm crazy?
9: No comment And
8: I used a disclaimer Any similarity etc. you, know?
9: Yeah, I don't know how they caught on
8: But I used a switcheroo The kid is a top heavyweight contender But not in the book I changed all that Oh, you changed all that? Yeah, in the book, he's a lightweight
9: (laughs) Now, that's what I call a switcheroo
8: well, they're after my hide, so you've got to help me, Templar. Well, what do you want me to do? You expect me to tell a saint his business? Oh, he'll think of something. I already have. Oh, great,
9: what? I'm out of shaving cream, so I better go right to the Templar, I store. appeal
8: to you in the name of our friendship. I'm not. You know,
9: kidding. Randy, I'm beginning to think of a few names for our friendship that aren't exactly appealing.
8: Oh, you wouldn't let me down. You couldn't. I could try. Is this Simon Templar speaking, my old pal, my buddy? Oh. The Simon Templar who oh, saw me through no. the darkest hours of deadly literary tea? Oh, Randy. Who stood by me when the critics <laughs> descended upon my first poor defenseless oh, oh, who was the Stop so it, paper. stop it, Randy, you're breaking my heart. I'll do what I can for you, Randy. Oh, good old Templar. I knew you'd come through. But
9: I still don't know just what you want.
8: Well, it's simple, old man. These jokers are sore, all of them. Maybe they're after my hide. Well, that's what I've got to find out.
9: In other words, one and all would thoroughly be delighted to see you dead. And you want to know if any of them are making specific plans for such delight. Exactly. Huh? If we know what they're
8: planning, maybe we can stop it. If
9: if not. You have a feeling all of a sudden any resemblance between you and a living person will be strictly coincidental. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Why don't you give that punching bag a rest? It's getting tired. Who are you? Simon Templer. I'm a friend of
10: Randy Patterson.
9: Oh? Oh, please, kid. I want to talk to you. I got nothing to say. Well, then allow me. Look, mister.
10: My lawyers are Smith and McCormick. It's in their hands. You want to talk, talk to them.
9: Oh, lawyers.
10: Yeah, lawyers. I've been libeled. I never did none of the
9: things it says in that book. You didn't? No. Well, then how do you know that the book's about you? How do I
10: know? How do I know? Yeah, how do you know? Why, everything that happens in that book is just exactly
9: like a uh, go chase us up, will you? Oh, kid, you're looking the wrong way. This is my head. That's the punching bag there, see? Yeah. <coughs> so long, kid. <laughs> My name is Simon Templar. I'm looking for George
10: Garnett. I'm Garnett. Uh, do you always greet your guests with a gun? Lately. When Monk isn't around. Oh, who's Monk? Bodyguard. Templar, eh? I've heard that name. Well, um, uh, What do you want? Well, look, I'd like to talk to you, but not in the doorway with a gun in my ribs. All right. Come in. Come in. Thank you. Thank you. Templer. Templer. Oh, seems I... Oh, uh, oh, oh, sit down. There. Oh, thanks. I <sighs> have to take these blamed indigestion pills. Never stomach. Been under a strain lately. Terrible strain. Uh, by Jove, the saint. Uh, of course. That's right. Yes, sure, sure. Templar. Ah. Well, what brings you here, Templar? Randy Patterson asked Patterson, me Patterson, that rat, that skunk, that murderer. Murderer? Accomplice, him. Uh-huh. So, who's been murdered? Nobody yet. Well, then why? Well, but somebody, maybe. Any minute, any time. Who? Me. That's what he said in that blasted book, isn't it? Me, but that doesn't. Yeah, mean. me, me, me. Well, I tell you, Templar, if I get murdered, I'll hold Patterson partly responsible. So help me, I will. Just because he said you might be killed, you have to thank him for the warning. But he won't tell me where he got the information, so I can really protect myself. Now I can't sleep. I. Got... Where'd I put those pills? You swallowed them. Oh, oh, oh. Do you know, Templar? Do you know where he got the information? No. If you knew, would you tell? <laughs> oh, yes, you would. I'll just bet. Why'd you come here, Templar? I've been wondering what you planned to do, Tony. So do! I'd... Do! What can I do? Look, I got a beautiful wife. We were. Well, we got along. At least I thought we did. Then he says, in the book. Well, you know. Yes, I know. Oh, well, confounded I... Templar, a thing like that. How can you be sure? Felice says it's a lot of eyewash. That's what she says, a lot of eyewash. But I've been watching her, watching her and the kid. That's the trouble. Gets you suspicious. Mm -hmm. I've been watching. There's something between them. I know there is. But if only I could be certain. Uh, Are you sure I took those pills? I'm sure. I mustn't forget, Doc says I'm... Well, anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, uh, uh, What was I saying? You think there's something between Felice and the kid. Yeah, yeah, think. If only I was... Oh, who's kidding who? I know. If Patterson is right about that, if he's right about that, well, don't you see? The what? The murder. Oh. He could be right about that, too. It comes next. Yeah, the murder comes next. Not necessarily. That's why I got Monk. Big guy. Used to be the kid's sparring partner. Where is he? He ought to be here. Uh, say, look, you still haven't told me what you're doing here, Templar. What do you want? Nothing more with you, Garnett, but I would like to see Felice. Is she at home? No, at the Hotel Bennett. Oh, Yes, after this business, he moved out. Said I was too suspicious. Who wouldn't be suspicious? But I love her, Templar. That's the trouble. Why did he have to... Say, do you suppose there's a chance? Oh, no. Why do I keep trying to kid myself? Get out of here, Templar. will you? Get out. I'm going, Garnett. Goodbye.
11: Hey, wait a minute. Where do you think you're going, mister? Oh. Monk. Monk. Oh, oh Mr. Garnett, I... I didn't know you was here. I seen this fellow come out of the living room. I didn't know who he was. Well, you
9: might have asked before you broke my jaw.
10: Is it broke? In at least three places. Ah, you're kidding. Is she a friend of
11: yours, Mr. Garnett?
10: Friend? Is anyone a friend in this doggy dog world? I don't know. Help him up, Mike. I'll help myself up. Oh, oh,
9: oh. All right, Monk, you want sparring practice? I'll be glad to accommodate you. Wait a minute. What's she doing
11: here,
10: Mr. Glenet? I'm not quite sure. which well, shall I throw him out? Look, muscle brains, I'd already be out if you hadn't suddenly rushed to the rescue. He's right, Monk, and speaking of rushing to the rescue, where were you? Well, taking a
11: nap. I've got to keep in condition. I might have needed you. Well, you got the Roscoe.
10: In that case, why do I ever need you? Say, that's a thought. Perhaps uh... Well, Zempler, what are you waiting for? I thought you were going.
9: Well, this has been such a delightful get-together, I can hardly turn myself away. I can tear you away if you need any help. I doubt it, Monk. From the look of you, you don't do so good when the other fellow's in a position to fight back.
11: Yeah, if you was in the ring as long as I was, you'd be kind of banged up, too. But I was plenty good, brother, plenty good. If you want to know, even Joe Lewis was scared of me. Yeah, yeah, he was scared
9: to fight me. How do you like that? Lewis was scared to fight me. How do you know? Well, did he ever fight me? Not that I know. Of. All right, then. I see what you mean. <laughs> Well, goodbye again, fellows. Come in. Mr. Templer? Well, look what I get, and I didn't even send in any box tops. What? I was expecting Randy Patterson, but he can wait. In fact I hope he does. Come in, come in. <laughs>
12: Mr. Templer, you've got to help me.
9: Well, in that case, you'd better call me Simon. All right. And what do I call you?
12: Felice. Felice Garnett.
9: Oh. Oh, I'm so glad to meet you, Felice. In fact, I've tried to reach you several times today.
12: Really? Why?
9: Well, you see, I'm a friend of Randy Patterson's. I didn't
12: know he had any friends.
9: Well, live and learn.
12: Yes, and I want to keep on living. That's why I came here. If you're a friend of Patterson's, maybe I made a mistake. Not necessarily. What brings you here? I heard you'd been to see my husband. I wondered what your interest in us was.
9: I'm afraid I've found out. You said you wanted me to help you.
12: I did. When I heard you were involved, I thought you might be just the one to turn to. That was before you told me about Patterson. Any friend of his is an enemy of mine. Of
9: course. But, Felice, I believe in the old saying, love your enemy. It's
12: rather difficult. Apparently,
9: you need someone to help you. Why not give me a try? Just, uh, what help do you need?
12: Well, i Well, it can't hurt to tell you. I'm being framed. For what? My husband's murder.
9: Has he been murdered?
12: Well, not yet, but...
9: You know, it's funny how everyone seems to take it for granted that he will be. He will? How do you know? Well,
12: that's what it's all about. What? Didn't you read the book?
9: Look, just because Randy wrote a book. But
12: that's why he wrote it, so my husband could be murdered. Is that a fact? Of course. Patterson wrote a book, thinly Disguised, about me and my husband and Kid Waldo. And it's a kid and I plot to kill my husband. So George read it, got frightened. Now he suspects maybe we really are planning to kill him. He's even hired a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you see? It's all a build-up. When George really is killed, naturally, it looked like the kid and I did it. That's the whole idea.
9: And Randy's in on the plot.
12: Of course. The real killer hired him to throw suspicion on us.
9: Just who is the real killer?
12: I don't know. That's what I wanted you to find out.
9: Well, it's an interesting theory, Felice. Theory? I'll check to see if it's anything more than that.
12: You will? But but if Patterson's your friend, If he's
9: pocketing blood money, this is the end of a not-so-beautiful friendship. And then, Felice, you and I could be friends.
12: Oh Simon, if you help me, we'll be more than friends.
9: Aren't you forgetting just one small little item?
12: Am I? Oh, you don't mean the kid, do you? So you don't really believe there's anything between him and me?
9: Perish the thought. Well then. But isn't there anything else now?
12: Think on. Oh, I'm no good at guessing games, Simon. Uh,
9: what about your husband?
12: He isn't either.
9: I mean, before you and I give way to mad rapture, shouldn't we think about him?
13: Oh. So that's what's bothering <laughs> But we don't have to worry about him.
12: He's going to be murdered.
9: Now, don't look now, but isn't that what you want me to prevent?
12: His murder? Heavens no. I just want you to prove I had nothing to do with it.
9: You'd better run along, Felice. Sir Agnes. No. Well, then what? I feel a previous engagement coming on.
12: Don't tell me you're afraid of my husband.
9: No, Felice.
12: Then I don't understand.
9: I'm afraid of you. Templer, old
8: boy. How are we doing?
9: I thought you were coming over here. Well,
8: I've been detained and uh, she didn't have a friend. But I'll be right
6: over now if you've got something for me. Well,
9: I can tell you over the phone. It seems each of your opposition has picked up reinforcements. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the kid has a couple of lawyers. Uh Uh-oh.
6: I was afraid of that.
9: And Garnett has a bodyguard. Uh
8: Mm-hmm. How about Mrs. Garnett?
9: She has me. Oh.
8: Should have known. Want to look at her and you... I'm
9: still running. Huh? But I'm afraid you're going to have to tell me who did your research for you, Randy. Templar,
8: I told you it was strictly
6: confidential.
9: You can either tell me now or the police later. Police? Mm Mm-hmm, because your character seemed determined to act out the finale of your opus. Garnett is already shopping for a coffin.
8: But I just made up that stuff about the murder. I I don't think the kid and the gal would really knock him off.
9: The consensus is that somebody would, so you'd better talk.
8: But I gave my word.
9: Did that ever stop you before?
8: Templar. To think that you should say such a thing. You who've been so
9: close. Several is, we've been too close.
8: All right, all right. I'm a no-good, a heel, a liar. I'd sell my soul for a mess of pottage. But at least, Templer, it's always been the best pottage. Mm-hmm.
9: Now, will you please stop talking and talk?
8: You want me to betray a confidence?
9: I thought we'd agreed it's in character.
6: How true. How very, very true. Well, the Leon...
9: Randy! 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 believe in keeping you in shape, don't you, kid?
8: Oh, you again, Temple? Yeah. Look, why don't you get lost and take Patterson with you? Patterson already
9: got lost. That's why I'm here. I don't get it. I was talking to him on the phone. I heard shots. I called the police and they called back from Patterson's place. Uh, He's dead. I'm
10: not surprised. What do you know about it? He had it coming. From you? Maybe. Only somebody beat me to it. Is that so? I got nothing more to say. You want conversation? See my lawyer. Yeah, Smith and McCormick.
9: I know. I may get around to it. Yeah, I'll do that. Hello, please.
13: Oh, oh, Simon.
9: I asked at the desk. They said I'd find you here in the bar.
13: That's where I am. Here is the bar. <laughs> Isn't that funny?
7: Very.
13: Well, it isn't, and I'm lonesome. Nobody's been here all afternoon except my friend, Tony. Tony's my favorite bartender. Tony! I'll meet
7: Mr. am Hi, Miss Charmed.
8: Uh, Felice... Simon, bartender.
13: Tony hit me again. My friend's setting him up. Okay, Miss
8: Garnett. Oh, thank you. Hmm. <laughs> Girls got to keep up a spirits.
13: Simon, what are you drinking?
9: I'll just watch you. I know oh, why you're here. Good. Suppose you tell me. I've been wondering.
13: You want to know if I have an alibi? Well, I came right here from your place and I've been here ever since. I see.
9: You hate me, don't you? No. Why do you keep spying on me? I simply can't keep myself away from you.
13: (laughs) I believe that.
9: If you believed it, I wouldn't say
13: it. Huh? You're just trying to mix me up.
9: You've already mixed me up. What's this alibi you were talking about?
13: Oh, for the murder, silly
9: Oh, and how do you know about that? It's not in the papers yet.
13: Oh, really, Simon, for a smart man, you the kid. Phone me. How else do you think I'd know? He didn't
9: waste any time, did he?
13: He well, you knew I'd be interested.
9: Nice of him to be so considerate. I thought there was nothing between you two.
13: You are spying.
9: I'm curious.
13: Or maybe you're jealous.
6: <laughs>
13: I, uh, jealous, Simon? Terribly. I wish I believed that.
9: What's between you and the kid?
13: I told you, nothing. He phoned you. We well, knew I'd be interested. Oh, getting
9: us no place.
13: We could get someplace, Simon. I phoned you to stop back. i so sorry. I so thought you could. Don't you like me a little bit? Yes,
9: Felice, I like you.
13: Simon. Just a little bit. Simon.
9: Who do you think killed Randy Patterson, Felice?
13: Must we talk about this?
9: I'm beginning to think it's the safest subject. Don't you have any idea who might have done it?
13: No. I'm afraid I don't know what you want, Simon. I'm
9: afraid know. I do know what you want. Star. Well,
13: get this. Isn't this cold? Oh, hello, kid. Oh, well, don't get the wrong idea, kid. We were just talking. Yeah, it looks like. How yeah, about the murder? You were making with the moon eyes. Well, kid, believe me, there's nothing between Simon and me. Not a thing. <laughs>
6: He's
9: right, kid. There's nothing more between us than there is between her and, say, uh, you, for example. Huh? And she has assured me your relationship was strictly platonic.
13: Police, you told him that. Well, I don't get the wrong idea. I oh, did. I ain't got any idea. Well, what does it mean?
9: Plato was a philosopher, student of Socrates, who believed that if two people oh, got. A wise guy. Harry. Kid,
12: please don't be angry.
10: No. You'll play around with this guy, and then he starts cracking smart. I ought to push your face out. Oh, kid, never strike a lady. And you, too. Or a gentleman,
9: <laughs> when the gentleman is me. Oh, yeah?
10: We'll see. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Felicity, miss. But not this time. Yes, <laughs> Sorry. Now that
9: it only takes
10: one, three
9: strikes, you're out. Oh. Now, that's enough, kid. One more and maybe I'd be out, so I'd better be running. See you around.
11: Oh, it's you.
9: Mm-hmm. You greet me with a gun, too, Monk. That's what I like about this place. So friendly. You got no
11: idea how friendly. Just the guy we want to see. Come in, pal. Come right in. Now,
9: that's a switch. Last time you were all for throwing me out.
11: Oh, that's before I learned what a sweet guy you was. Now, come on in.
9: Oh, With such a hearty invitation, I don't see how I can refuse. <laughs> yeah, you can't. <laughs> you know, Monk, this is an unexpected pleasure. When I was here before, I got the impression Garnett was considering firing you. Oh, he couldn't do that. Where is he?
11: In fact, you will be in a minute. Now, you want to see why he couldn't fire me? Why? On kind of there's some things I can do so much better. Like, for instance,
6: this. Oh,
9: you kick so beautifully, Monk. Your mother must have been a rockette.
11: Ah, don't try to hit back. This Roscoe's looking at your belly. All of a
9: sudden, I'm everybody's target for tonight. What's the idea?
11: Mr. Garnet wanted to know how much Patterson told you. He asked you nice, real nice. I don't ask so nice, but I get answers. Well, you want to talk now or shall we dance? I have nothing to say. We'll see about that. <laughs> You still got nothing to say?
9: I'm beginning to think of a few things, but I have an idea you wouldn't care for them.
11: Uh, you kill me. Maybe I can do the same for you sometime, like right now, for instance, unless you're ready to talk. I'll think about it. Well, while you're thinking, put up your hands over your head. Hurry up. Don't forget the Roscoe.
9: My old friend, how could
0: I?
11: That's it. And now, just to help you make up your mind, here's... Oh. Well, oh, hello, Mr. Garnett.
10: What's going on here?
9: Uh, hello, Templar. Greetings, Mr. Garnett.
11: You don't want to talk, Mr. Garnett. I've been trying to change his mind.
10: I'll go right ahead. Don't let me stop you. I'm
11: afraid it's no use. She's a stubborn type.
10: Yes, so it would seem, Monk. So it would seem. Well, Templar, to what are we indebted for this return visitor? I've seen Felice. I thought you might like to know how she's getting along. Why should I care? Does she care about me? Does she ever even call... Don't stand there with your hands like that, Templar. It looks ridiculous. It's Monk's idea. You heard, Mister Garnet. Templar, put him down. Well, if you insist. <laughs> How is she, Templar? Who? Oh, Felice. Fine. I was afraid of that. Afraid? I'd like to think she needed me. I've got to put her out of my mind, Templar, completely. Only answer. Tell me something, Garnet. What? Where were you this afternoon? Home. All afternoon. Yes. Why? Was anyone with you? I was. The whole time? Yes, except for another nap. He likes to keep in
11: condition. Only I didn't sleep so good. I was only gone a few minutes, just a few minutes.
10: Half hour or so? Why, Templar? Did you try to reach me? No, couldn't have. I'd have heard the phone. If you were here. But I told you... Oh you did. Just a minute. What are you going to do? Just this. (laughs) Templar. Why, you, you knocked out Monk. Yeah, so it seems. Funny, I didn't hit him very hard. You aimed at his chin. Always was his weakness. Had a wicked right, but he could never take it. Round heels. That's his trouble. I could have made a champ out of him if it hadn't been for those... Oh, but that's neither here nor there. Why'd you do it? He slugged me before
9: when I wasn't looking. This evens the account. And it gives me a chance to get his rascal Oh? I uh, want to point something out to you, Garnett. I didn't want Monk interfering. What? Randy Patterson doesn't live too far from here. I believe you could make it in 15 minutes. Perhaps so, perhaps so. What are you driving at? 15 there, 15 back, half hour would have been long
10: enough. For what? For you to have gone to his place and killed him—killed him—but but, do you mean have somebody? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't pretend I'm not pleased, but surely you don't really think that I—why, that's prepu- that's absurd. Well, you could have while Monk was sleeping. No, no, you don't understand. It's at least fifteen minutes to Patterson's place, at the very least. If you hurry, race like mad. How do you know? I've been there, but not today. Not today. But you know, you said yourself. All right, fifteen minutes round trip and half an hour—that's all you needed. But... Well, 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 that was just round figures. I'm sure Monk couldn't have been out of the room for, oh, well, 20 minutes at most. You'll see. When he comes to, we'll ask him. 20 minutes at the most.
9: Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll say whatever you want him to, but we'll see.
10: Say, I just thought of something. What? Has uh, has there been any report about the murder yet? Uh, newspaper, radio? No, not so soon. Mm-hmm. Well, then, Mr. Templer, how come you happen to know about it? A
9: nice point, Garnett, but notice what big ears I have, Grandpa. I overheard. Overheard? In telephone. Come on, Monk. Wake up. Wake up. Come on. Come on. Hey, hey where is he? I... Oh, hey, hey, hey. It was an accident. I, I slipped. I hit my head. You didn't? Sure, Monk. Sure. What big ears you have, too, Monk. Genuine cauliflower. How did you hear about it? About what? The murder. Who, oh, me? I am Obviously, Garnett didn't know about the murder, or he wouldn't have stuck his neck out by admitting you were out of the room. He didn't start crawling until I mentioned the murder. That's right, Templar. You noticed... But that? I also noticed that Monk was very busy trying to build the alibi before I mentioned the murder.
11: Well, sure, I, I was trying to protect Mr. Garnett. After all, I got a great sense of
9: loyalty. No, Monk, you haven't got any sense of loyalty or any sense. How did you know he needed protection unless you knew about the murder? Of
10: course. How did he know?
9: Unless he was a murderer. Are you crazy? Maybe, Monk. But the alibi you were preparing for Garnett would have worked for you, too. If you were here with Garnett, you couldn't have committed the murder. Isn't that why you insisted you were gone only a few minutes?
11: My head hurts. I got nothing to say.
9: But Templar? what motive would Monk have? There's one thing we've all been wondering about, Garnett. How did Randy find out about your wife and the kid? Must have been from someone who was close to the kid. Say, a sparring partner, for instance. Ha, 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 ha! Templer, you've hit it! I think so. Monk gave Randy the information. Then when things got hot, Monk was afraid Randy might snitch, so he... Killed him to silence him. That's it, Templar. That's it, Monk. You scoundrel. You villain. You. Ah, shut up, Monk. That's insubordination. Now, come on, Monk. You and I are going to police headquarters. Who says? Ah, uh, Monk. Don't try to get tough. Maybe Joe Lewis is scared of you, but I ain't. Come on, let's go. <laughs>
7: have been listening to another adventure of the saint. The Robin Hood of modern crime. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join
9: us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night.
7: Saint was written by Jerome Epstein. Our cast included Betty Lou Gerson, Bonnie Phillips, Stanley Farrar, Edmund McDonald, and Tom Brown. The music was composed and conducted by Vaughn Dexter. The Saints, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co starring in RKO's production, His Kind of Woman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer is Don Stanley. Tomorrow night, hear Nightbeat, the story of Chicago after dark. Listen as Randy Stone searches the city for adventure and a story of mystery and intrigue. Nightbeat is another great action-packed program, so be sure to listen tomorrow night and every Monday night to Nightbeat. Next, Sam Spade cuts a caper. Then hear Dorothy Maynard on NBC.
0: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, followed by The Lone Ranger.